0: Welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. This week, uh, we are going to be talking about the topic of advice, which kind of uh, relates to last week's episode where we just gave our relationship advice to people on Reddit. But this is just like the broad topic of advice as a whole. Also, I want to just go ahead and start with the fact that obviously we do not have new updated podcast art. Um, we kind of thought maybe that we have it this week, um, but we actually have to, had to delay um when we get the pictures back so we haven't seen them yet but we're still excited I was like okay it's just another thing to look forward to this week because now that it's not over and done with I can still look forward to getting the pictures back and we need it now this week more than we did last week because this week is a busy one so looking forward to stuff is going to be useful um hopefully I won't guarantee next week yeah don't say anything <laughs> but it's coming, I promise. Hopefully, sooner rather than later. And it'll be very exciting. Hopefully, you guys. I'm I just I'm so excited life. to see the pictures. I was I obviously too. excited last week, and now I'm just like... The anticipation builds. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, before we get started talking about the concept of advice, we also asked you guys for uh, the best advice that you ever received, so we'll be sharing that later on in the episode. Um, we're going to start with our weekly spotlight. So, do you have one that you would like to share, Megan? Um... I feel like my weekly spotlight is I'm looking forward to uh, things just seem like they're falling in place a little bit as we get closer to like moving back to Des Moines. And we also have been trying to figure out like a sublease situation too. And I maybe might have found someone. So like things are just kind of starting to like line up in a way that I thought would be a little more frustrating or I thought it'd be more frustrating processes, but maybe it's going smoothly right now. So I'm just like, that's been good. Mm hmm. Um, I am excited. Uh, I finally, my copy of Hook, Line, and Sinker is waiting for me at the Coralville Barnes & Noble, ready to be picked up. I unfortunately will not be able to get it today because Barnes & Noble closes at, did I say that right? Barnes & Noble, uh, closes at 7 and I won't be, I won't be there in time. But I plan on getting it tomorrow after my neuro exam. We can kind of do a quick rundown of what this week looks like it's our um, it's our basiest week of the year so or of the semester so far yeah i guess of the year you Count just the year of 2022 Mm -hmm. um we have spring break next week which i'm so looking forward to but leading up to that we kind of have to get a few exams out of the way so tomorrow we have our neuromuscular therapeutics written exam and i don't know if you guys are familiar with like when we say like written exams versus practical exams um, I'm sure it's pretty common in like a lot of like healthcare related fields, but our written exams are basically like we don't have to like physically write stuff. Usually, it's like just what we call a multiple choice exam, but it's like pen and paper that kind of exam. Versus a practical exam, it's more like more of a skills test. So we already had one of our skills test practical exams for neuro, but now we're having our first like you know all the information, you take all the notes, like spit it out on a piece of paper, answer these multiple choice questions. And that's what we have on Monday. And then on Tuesday, we have a musculoskeletal therapeutics exam. So again, we actually have both the written and practical for that class this week. So Tuesday, we have the lecture first, and then we have the practical, which I think I sometimes go back and forth on what one I'd prefer to have first, but I think I do typically like the lecture being first, just because that's like the most material. Yeah, it makes you study and then everything. Because you study- also study like the practical information for... That, in case you have to, like, write down, like, stuff related to test positions or whatever. Um, so, it helps you study for the actual practical exam. So, I think I'm happy that that's how it's going. And we're going bright and early on uh, Thursday for a practical exam. They start at 7 a.m. and Megan and I got the first time slot. So, that time you be listen there to this, at 6.45. By the time you listen to this, because this goes live at 8, we'll be done. Yeah. We'll have just finished. So, that'll be good. Um, What else do we have going on this week? We have a radiology quiz. Oh, yeah. Um on Thursday. Luckily, that's pass-fail. I've got to be honest, the radiology course isn't my favorite, but we power through. And yeah, it's just hard because it's like kind of a self-led class. And so a lot of it is like learning by reading the book. And that's not really my favorite way to learn because the book is pretty large and the quizzes are only over so much. And there are objectives, but like... Well, the next quiz only has three objectives. Yeah. But like we have two chapters... I'm a little confused on how the objectives are laid out for this quiz honestly because we're supposed to like watch a lecture somewhere anyways I don't bore you guys with the details but then Friday we are home free we only have one class I am not annoyed but I have like three different times I have to like go in for research this week and that's just a lot considering I normally go like once every two weeks to do stuff for research um I don't fully know like the timing of how like I know when I go in but I don't know how long I'm supposed to be there I have my time blocked off for like two hours, so hopefully that rings so much room. But yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, otherwise we can talk about our weekend a little bit. We went back to Des Moines this past weekend and I don't know how much national coverage the weather this weekend got. Um, but we had some pretty significant storms on Saturday in the evening. Um there were Two different or maybe three different tornadoes. I don't know. And um, I think that seven people east as of right now had been reported as uh, fatalities. Yeah. So very upsetting. those it, it was mostly in Winterset because that's where it started. So they had some pretty significant damage. And then it headed northeast. It went just south of Des Moines. Um, the closest place that I think really I heard had like more significant damage was Pleasant Hill, which is kind of a suburb of des moines maybe Mm. i will say like because we knew like on saturday like there was like storms that were like expected but honestly at first like it was supposed to be storming all day and then it didn't really end up storming too much until like the afternoon stuff so i kind of thought like maybe it wouldn't like be storming as much maybe like wasn't going to be i definitely had on my mind though given how much warmer it got that day that like the thunderstorms could be you know tornadic is that how you pronounce (laughs) i think so um and then i don't know at what point they issued like tornado warnings or anything but like i get pretty on high alert and can't think of anything else when like a storm is going on yeah like we were trying to study before this was all going on and we we're like going to the basement and stuff and i was like oh maybe i'll like keep studying and then it's just like in no. like this <laughs> this storm was like a little bit more intense than like prior tornado warnings like obviously i've experienced plenty of tornado warnings but like living really in been iowa, so many times that there's been like active tornadoes down and heading my way like literally twice in my life that i can think of uh one was in iowa city and then one was yes or this past weekend and it went pretty decently south of us but like it had been projected there like it could be coming towards des moines unless it changes paths as you're watching like the live coverage it was you know, like freaky was that the uh meteorologists were like it doesn't show any signs of slowing down. Like obviously I know they're supposed to be very like explicit in like how serious a storm is to make sure people take the proper precautions. And trust uh, me, I am in the basement. What was annoying? Dad, if you're listening, I'm throwing it under the bus. But our dad's like, um, and this he was going to get already a shower and then um Megan like was heading to the basement because like the tornado warning I think was already issued at that point, and so then I went downstairs and Megan's like, Where's dad? And I was like, He said he was gonna shower <laughs> and then Megan's like, No, like go get him. And okay, this one too I had no like they didn't weren't using any like time references. They were just like saying like Des Moines area like take shelter as they always do if it's headed towards you. But like I didn't know how long or not we had until the storm like got to Des Moines. So I'm just like if they're saying take also, yeah, shelter now. Also, you shower in a thunderstorm, anyways. But so I would like I went upstairs and I was like Dad like just come in the basement instead. How about you do that? And <laughs> your he's, shower like, can wait. I'm gonna I'll be done in like two, two minutes. <laughs> and I'm just like okay awesome uh it just makes me nervous because I'm like you're just supposed to go in the basement <laughs> and so then uh I think you came back down and I was like uh where is he and then um you're like he said he's gonna shower and he's like gonna take a quick shower or something but you were annoyed I could tell and so then I don't remember like if the meteorologist said something specifically but then like it's just like they didn't have any like live when we were in Iowa City and before we like took shelter They were watching the tornado, like, form, and, like, they had a live camera on it so you could see where it was, and they were doing, like, this broadcast with video of the tornado so you could, like, see how, like, where it was going and stuff like that. They didn't have that for this, so I, like, in theory, I was, like, I don't know where the tornado is. I was looking outside. I'm, like, it's honestly not even that windy out right now, so Mm -hmm. I'm, like, it's probably fine, but I literally don't know when the tornado is going to be here or how fast, like, a tornado (laughs) comes to you. I don't know. So I was just, like, but then I know... he must have said something where we were, like, okay, like, we got to go get that, like, right now. And so, um, I think I was the one that He just upstairs. kept saying, like, Des Moines, take shelter immediately. <laughs> so, then I went upstairs. And right as I was, like, going to head to the second floor where he was showering, I heard, like, the shower turn off. And I was, like, okay, well, like, at this point, he's not showering. Like, I can only say, like, hurry up. So, then I went back downstairs. Um, and he came down pretty If I shortly. would have had a heart monitor on, as, because, like, before my dad came downstairs and just, like, uh... This was before I had gone back downstairs, because as soon as I went downstairs for my heart beating, like, a million miles an hour, the guy had just started saying that they thought it was heading a little bit more south of where they had projected, which was good news for us, but I was just, like, I think my heart rate would have been, like, maxed out. It was, like, so <laughs> fast, um, but yeah, I also do want to, like, clarify, like, we're laughing about, like, our situation, like, right now, and, like, our dad being annoying, but obviously people did lose their lives. And so it's very unfortunate and sad. So I'll probably eventually like look into ways that I can personally help out. I'm sure Megan would probably do that too. And if you guys are also be interested, uh, you probably Google information regarding all of that because it's very sad. Um, now to segue, I guess, into the main episode, how do you want to start us off? Okay. So I had a couple bullet points and I feel like you can, jump in whenever because you have kind of more, so you pulled up a couple articles that we could look at or other things and I kind of just have like some bullet pointed thought bubbles of where we could go with this. Um, One I had was kind of just like me asking a rhetorical question of like when do people seek out advice and honestly I could only really think of like two situations but I feel like there has to be more but at the same time I feel like this does cover a lot of what people seek advice on. And one I thought was like career aspirations and like mentorship type things. People want someone who like they look up to to give advice to them and how they can follow in their footsteps. And then the other one was friendships and relationships. And I feel like that covers a lot of different advice that people seek out. I agree with that. I think that a lot of that is because in my mind, those are like the two primary things like related with human like relationships that we have like whether it's work related you obviously like have to work with coworkers, bosses and different personality types and obviously friendships and relationships you're also working and talking about like you know you like interacting with different people and i feel like a lot of times when people like want advice it's about like how to interact with other people in a broad sense honestly pretty true this is like then we can talk about people ask for fitness advice and that's more of like you know health focus stuff and so it's not totally true but i would say a lot of the time it seems like people want advice on human interaction us are quite sure people. how to do it yeah <laughs> um i also have something pulled up so one of the articles that i have is from tinybuddha.com it's blog and the advice is when and when not to take advice by fiona robin and she has a quote from someone named erica jong and it says Advice is what we ask for when we already know the answer but wish we didn't. Honestly, that's pretty true, I feel like. So I'm like, how often do we ask for advice when we really just want, like, an affirmation? Yeah. Because when, have you ever, like, you have an idea of, like, because otherwise you don't, I feel like if you know, if what you want to do isn't what you feel like other people would tell you to do, you usually don't ask for advice because you don't want someone to come in and tell you not to do the thing you're about to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Versus, if you think you know what you want to do, and you're like, but I want to like make sure someone else will, like would also do this, or like confirm what I'm already thinking in my mind, then you ask them. They give you like, oh, this is what I would do. If it matches up with what you were already thinking about doing, then you're like, okay, like you know, I would do it. Someone else would do it. I'm gonna do it. Like I think that you get comfort in knowing that you're not like alone in the decision that you're making. is that the only thing from that article? No, there's some other stuff too. I didn't know if you wanted me to delve into it but you could a little bit if there's anything that you think is interesting so basically in the article she kind of says we tend to classify advice as either good or bad so good advice would be when someone gives you a suggestion you think oh like of course i should do that you like agree with that advice versus if someone gives you advice and like they make make a suggestion that you either don't agree with or you have like or like they're on like they're running their own agenda which clashes like with your own personal agenda and you're like No. So then, like, to you, that's bad advice. But obviously, everyone's idea of, like, what's good versus what bad is depending on their own. What's interesting, too, this is, like, it's semi-related, but it makes me think of, like, the same principles. In one of our classes, we've been doing resume and cover letter drafts. And everyone kind of has their own little flair of how they want to, like, do their resume and cover letter. And then we've had to go through and do peer reviews where people give you little recommendations or edits and like this is what they think would be good quote-unquote advice for you on like how to improve your resume and cover letter and there's some things you read where I'm like there's some things where if you're like so set in your ways you're just like no, no. absolutely not well I'll be changing that mm-hmm. and I just think it's funny because like when I was updating my stuff there'd be some things that people would say were you know I'd be like okay yes good idea I'll change that and then there were other things where I was just like no, Or it's funny as like you realize there will be people that will give conflicting advice because like they have that, they have different notions like what's yeah. good and what's bad. Because really resumes like there are some quote unquote rules or like 99% of people would say this is how it should be done. But there's also technically no strict rules on how a resume is supposed to be done. But also everyone is taught like how to do resumes differently. And I feel like, for example, when I took my undergrad class, everyone had to make the resume the exact same way. So if I took from that class and made that, like, the Bible of, like, this is how a resume is supposed to be made, then I would have to be telling everyone else to, like, change how the resume is done because it's not the exact same way that I had to learn it for this class. And it very specific instructions. I took the same class. And obviously, that's not the 100% right way to make a resume. And I feel like some people also kind of carry stuff over that they've learned from other classes and would, like, give you advice to fix that, even though it wasn't technically, like... It's not technically a rule. So then you're just like, yeah, like, okay, I've got to say, because this was a pretty common rule. and I don't think this is like, I don't think in my opinion that this should be that, that big of a rule. And I asked my sister who looks at resumes all day, and not you know Sierra. What? It's her opinion too. So exactly. But I was like in each subsection, is it really that big of a deal if I don't have the exact same number of bullet points under different categories or like different things in that subsection? Because I thought, no, it's not that big of a deal, but I've had multiple people on my thing say, create the same number of bullet points just probably just because like that's the rule they learned you know but my sister said it was fine so I didn't change it and my professor also didn't say anything so I didn't change it yeah I can think of like there's definitely things where I got about like oh like changing your margins and honestly I caved because I did change my margins and I made my uh heading with my name bigger because I was a big critique that I got the first time around but I was like I was just listening to my the class that I took in undergrad so to make my name this font size with this font. So yeah. Um, aside from going back to the article that I'm reading, she lists uh, her top tips for trying to determine whether advice is good or bad. So her first piece of advice is to listen to your gut. What is your gut telling you about the advice that you're hearing? Does it feel uncomfortable because the advice is wrong or because the advice is right? I think that can be good. Cause sometimes if you get a bad feeling, your automatic assumption is like, okay, like, I don't like that advice. Like, I'm just going to ignore yeah. it. Me with my resume. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, no, I don't like that. So I'm just, I have not to change it. That. No, thank you. But sometimes it could be good to just say, or am I just like having that like weird, icky feeling because I know like deep down that they're probably right, but I don't want them to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have an article about unsolicited advice? I have more tips that I can share. Okay. Um, So, after listening to your gut, she says, consider who is giving you the advice. Some useful questions to ask yourself include, do they have my best interests at heart? Are they biased about your situation for any reason? For example, do they make a mistake in a similar situation, which is still haunting them? Do they understand you and your situation? Has their advice been helpful in the past? Do they have similar values to you? So, just like, obviously, when you have someone giving you advice, do they have, not that someone needs to be, like, an expert in every single thing they're giving advice in but like can you see where they're coming from And it makes sense like oh like of course this person would like give me this piece of advice and like I can trust it for x y and z um give yourself some time to let the advice sink in get a second opinion and a third and a fourth and it takes some quiet time to reflect on the advice that you've been given and then also it says listen to your gut again just kind of like trusting yourself like even if you go through the steps and like You might be leaning one way, but your gut's just, like, still holding you back. If you listen to your gut, I feel like you almost never regret it. Because if something, if your gut's telling you one thing and you go against it, then you're always going, and then you, like, finish going through that path and it ends up not working out, then you're going to reflect back and be like, I had that gut feeling that this wasn't going to work out and I didn't listen to it. Versus if your gut feels good about something... Even if it doesn't go your way, I don't feel like you have that like negative connotation of like this all went wrong and I could have prevented it from happening. I agree with that. That's all I had for this article, mainly. Um, the next thought bubble I had was kind of me trying to think of like when people usually give unwanted or unsolicited advice, and the biggest thing that popped in my head was people giving parenting advice. Um, I think that's such a big one. The biggest one. And it's unfortunate because I feel like it's almost always, like, pointed at moms. Yeah. Exclusively. Um, Like, it could include, like, homeschooling versus schooling. There can be, like, strong opinions about that. Breastfeeding is a big one. Literally, breastfeeding is, like, top And it's not even so much, like, advice to be helpful. It's always just, like, framed as, like, if you're doing something as a mom that a different mom did not do, then, like, you're wrong. It's not just advice of, like, this is what you should do instead. It, like, is them facading as trying to be helpful and nice and give you parental advice but it's never really great intentions because usually they're just judging you yeah in my article that i have pulled up about unsolicited advice it is a medium article that's called people who give unsolicited advice secretly want one thing by felicia sullivan and she references this quote from a researcher uh, and it says, giving advice to others can increase the feeling that you have power. In particular, the researchers suggest that when you advise someone else, it gives you a sense that some may, someone may follow your advice. That belief that you are influencing someone else's behavior then leads you to feel more powerful. So, I do feel like giving unsolicited advice is just like you not necessarily wanting to help someone or like you're not doing it because you empath- like empathize for them, but you're like, I want to like influence your decision and here's what I did and here's what I think you should do. And usually in those situations you almost never hear of them being successfully, they're never successfully influencing the person that they're giving the unsolicited advice to. Do you ever think that you probably give unsolicited advice? Because I'm sure I probably do. About what? Anything. I don't feel like, I mean I'm sure I do and have but I can't think of anything off the top of my head of like areas of my life where that happens a lot, that's good. I like to think that that's probably good because if people aren't asking for my opinion, then I don't necessarily need to give it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Another thing, just like me writing down categories of like things, this was still like the parental unsolicited unsolicited advice category, Um, but like people kind of like having very strong opinions on like screen time, iPad time, and it's definitely more so of like, obviously, if you give your kids screen time, I feel like you're just like seen as like the devil. The devil, and then if you don't give your kids screen time, like angel. Oh my god, if you give them like a Montessori toy or something, you're like no simulation, sure. like similar uh, simulation experience or something, or I don't know. And I do think we should not be giving kids like unlimited screen time, but I also think, especially since I am not a parent, so I have not been in the situation. You, it's probably easy to give into the screen because your kid is busy and they're satisfied and then you can have some free time. Mm-hmm. So I can't give advice to say you have to not give your kids screen time if I don't even know what that's like. I think it's annoying when you like listen to parents like who raised children like 10, 15, 20 years ago talking about like Oh, like when I raise kids, said, like, we simply don't live in that time anymore. I I know. I'm like when I raise kids, like we had them running outside, like or like you hear like you didn't even have just people talking about like their experiences in childhood of like I didn't have a phone until I was 20 years old and I didn't even know what an iPad was. All I had was the trees in my backyard and the dirt on my shoes. Like <laughs> they get so dramatic, but. Obviously, I don't want to say, like, give every kid a cell phone and an iPad, like, technology. Like, like I don't even everyone. know how I'm going to navigate that as a parent. But I think, like, let's not pass judgment on people who, like, this technology is here. It's widely available. And it's easy, honestly. And I don't even have kids. But I know, like, how tempting it would be, like, if my kid, like, could sit down and, like, watch this TV show on the iPad. And Why I do you think Coco Melon minutes. is always in the top ten? Yeah, literally on Netflix. It never leaves. Because the parents are just like, oh, my God, let's here, watch this. And I'll go do something else for two minutes. Like, honestly, like, I can say I hope to not be, like, one of those parents who just blindly, like, gives technology out left and right. But you just don't know until you get there. And you're like, what am I willing to do to get this thing that I want done, done? And maybe it's just give my kid the iPad and or put the TV on or something. Which is unfortunate, but, yeah. What other, like, unsolicited advice... I'm sure I like, have, like looks is another thing that people like. They'll just <laughs> comment TikTok, on, give an opinion on. People do that for middle parts on TikTok all yeah. the time. That's but, probably what got me to <laughs> s- subconsciously switch my. Own it wasn't ear even to it. subconscious. I just kept seeing it pop up, and I was like, "Should I try it?" Like, no one ever commented on my like TikToks yeah. or anything specifically, being like, "Try middle part." And I've noticed like there's sometimes like if someone has like an extreme side part, I'll I, like think, think in my head, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think," I'm and then you go to, to the comments and like people comment the same thing. I have nothing against side parts. My part right now even is like kind of like a slight side part. Like it's it's a three quarter part. (laughs) Yeah. It's not fully in the middle, but like an extreme side part, I just don't think looks good on anyone. And so I'm like, I just like move over a little bit then. Yeah. I don't ever comment to tell a person what to do. Yeah. I think that like, it's okay to think things, but I would never comment something like that. Like I even like Trying the middle part is harmless to comment, in my opinion. Like it's Have not, you ever seen those TikToks? But then what it, what it implies is that you don't look good as you are. So it's not necessarily harmless, I guess. Have you ever seen those TikToks of people who are... It just is them kind of like standing in front of the camera and they're like, comment things yes. I could do to make myself I wrote prettier. that down as a video idea once. But then I was like, ooh, that'd be kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. I'd be nervous. <laughs> and usually people... From what I've seen of those TikToks, people tend to be pretty nice in the comments and, like... What I've noticed is people, like, don't... I don't know how to word this, but they don't say things, like, to because they think, like, oh, like, this looks bad. But, like, they say, like, try this because I think it might look really good on you. Yeah. And I feel like there's a difference in doing that. And, obviously, in that situation, this isn't necessarily unsolicited. They are soliciting Yeah. people's advice or tips. But, like, I think, like, if you tell someone, like, oh, my God, like, should you should cut your hair and, like, dye it this color. Like, one, they're asking... <laughs> There was a comment on one of our YouTube videos, like, a month or two oh, ago. This is unsolicited advice. And we have thick skin, so we're Here, fine. You talk about it. God, I'm going to see if I can find really it. Sierra wants to read it word for word. I would this... love to read it verbatim for you guys, but I just don't know if I will find it. I feel like you have to search the word boyish. I know that was in the comment. I, I know. It's in the comment. <laughs> um, I don't know how to kill time, because I think Sierra's going to take a while to find it. you're like, to say yet. essentially what it is, but then, like, I, we'll see if I can find it. To write, like shared. This was just, was it from this year? I think so. Okay. So keep in mind, our video was just like a week in our life vlog. That's all it was. And even sometimes I don't think it was on a vlog where I got my hair cut, but like, I won't say 100% that it wasn't because that would make at least a little more sense on how this comment was relevant, but I don't think it was. So Sierra has shorter hair than I do. It's not that much different now, but I definitely had longer hair before I got it cut. So then my hair was long, and Sierra's was short. And Sierra has, like, a slightly rounder face than I do. And this comment said something along the lines of... I swear it started off. You guys have the wrong haircuts for your face shapes. Yeah. And it was like, who, who did it call boyish? I think it called you boyish. Your angular features... <laughs> I think long, that's like short okay. hair would be good for my boyish face versus my long hair would be good for Sears rounder face. Oh gosh. I don't know if I can find it. This is really sad because it was a good comment. <laughs> and we can usually always tell like there's certain profiles and names that pop up on our channel and we're like mm, them again. And then, you know, you think to yourself and this is why we have thick skin because I'm like their comment doesn't matter. Because we've talked about this before, but I'm like, they're not a real person. Even though they obviously are. But I'm like, in my mind, they don't need to exist as a real person whose opinion matters. Ooh, I just, I'm like going to last year. Because I don't think it was, bef- it was like, I'm at our box video, and it was before that. So, I don't know if we will have any luck. Anyways, days. you get the point. We honestly said it probably pretty close to verbatim, I think. Yeah. Honestly, watch. I, like, we will find it and it's going to be, like, verbatim. That's how much it's stuck in our mind. <laughs> it's funny because Sierra and I, we both like to check YouTube comments. And so if Sierra's, like, asking me if I saw a comment or, like, we always bring up comments that we need to to each other. <laughs> we don't always yeah. delete them because sometimes they're not, like – if they're not, like, outright rude and they're someone's opinion – I will usually leave them up, but that means you guys go look at. But then I hope what I hope then is that like our other viewers are like, "WTF," and they like respond like, "This is a weird opinion." I hope someone puts them in their place. (laughs) So if you're a podcast listener and a YouTube commenter, or you don't even like comment, you should be a commenter and you should scour our YouTube comments. That's why I love our book videos, dumb opinions, because our vlog videos and maybe some of our other sit down videos that aren't book videos. Like it just kind of depends on the video to that determines how many comments we end up getting because some have more interaction than others, and um, the more comments we have, the more I see that there's like real actual people like watching our videos, and they seem like you know. Because sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'll be making videos and I'm like, what's the audience? Is it the audience that I'm trying to create? But then I make the book videos and I'm like, yeah, okay, I see you guys here. Where are you guys' comments? So and if you maybe honestly, I have to admit, it's more, I'm not a YouTube commenter either. I get it. But I'd appreciate it if you guys would be, just for me and our channel. You don't have to comment on someone who has, like, 2 million subscribers YouTube video. But comment on my YouTube video. And it could just be your thoughts. Like, if we ask a question, give your thoughts. If we, we talk about books all the time on our YouTube channel, even so if you've blogs. read a book, you know, leave a comment. Or just, if you think our outfit looks good love the outfit, (laughs) just give us compliments, (laughs) that's all I'm asking, um, okay, we can move on, but I might still, like, low-key try and find this comment, maybe I'll even drop their name, so you guys can go find it, and which video it's on, (laughs) um, okay, my other thought bubble was, I guess also related to how you look, people, I guess we kind of covered fitness advice, so never mind, we can move on, fitness advice is, like, a tricky one, though, to, like, Give and someone okay. If people about... give fitness advice, especially if it's like them trying this to be, one does create like a platform, you have to look at their credibility. You have to have credentials. They need to at least be a certified personal trainer, like because that's not even that hard. If someone cares enough to be giving fitness advice, they can become a certified personal trainer. What about Whitney Simmons? Is she a certified personal trainer? I, don't I think, think so. that walks the line. I know that her programs she does like at least have like a certified personal trainer's like approval, but I also think at this point like it probably benefit her to get a CPT. I agree. Like I like Whitney Simmons, her workouts in my mind. Like obviously you don't have to be like, everyone goes and works out. So like, that's obviously how she started. That's how a lot of people start is just like them posting stuff. Um, and her workouts aren't like crazy, and I don't think she sends a dangerous message to anyone. No. So that's why I think she's okay. But otherwise, just like in the grand it scheme just of things- a good thing to have. If you yourself are looking for fitness advice and you're looking online, probably like look for those credentialed people, which honestly like people love to hate on JPG, but they also like, you know, people love him, but he is credentialed. And so he, like watch physical therapist, therapist, if that's appropriate, yeah, they could give advice. So, and like he gives good advice from what I've seen. I don't watch a ton of his stuff, but it's always like good, solid, based in science. So that I can appreciate. Um... But then he also, he gives a ton of unsolicited advice on TikTok because he'll respond to or like stitch videos that people post. But then it's kind of like, it's, you know, quote unquote, like it's TikTok, so it's public. Anyone can respond to anything. Mm -hmm. So is it unsolicited or not? Or it's like correcting the other person's original video. And I guess if someone like posted the original video, assuming like they are giving a workout planner, like they're giving their own advice, being like, here guys, like here's my workout for you guys to try out. And he sees something that he feels like he should correct or like give more information on. Is that unsolicited advice or is it like just going and trying to? Or like, does he feel like it's pro- his professional like obligation? I don't know. Who knows? Um, I would be stressed about the like, next thing. What credentials does someone need to give advice? So in terms of what we're just talking about, or ugh, you know what I hate? People giving diet advice and or nutrition advice. And I don't, even, I don't even love if they're just like a nutritionist. I really think that. If someone's giving it nutrition advice, it needs to be, like, a registered dietitian. I think so, too. Because, like, people love to say, like, the simple, like, calories in, calories out. Like, it's just, it's so much more complex Especially than that. Especially because, like, I think that, like, the psychological aspect needs to be something heavily considered when people are, like, making diet plans mm-hmm. or things like that. It's a very complex situation. And, like, we even talk about in PT school, like, we've kind of talked about controversial topics, like, what, to what level. Can PTs like offer nutrition advice? And because like there's no guidelines necessarily like or or explicitly stated like in the practice guidelines because like, every we can can't say. profession like and we're not trying like definitely refer out if someone else is better suited, but it also is kind of like if you're trying to treat someone holistically, and you think that like diet or yeah weight loss like or a something could be something to like contribute to how like get this pe- patient better than get like, better results like what are they eating and how is that affecting how they're healing and stuff like that and like metabolism and it's I'm not confident. like honestly nutrition's not my thing it's not so i would be referring out all. personally which is funny because i feel like i still probably do know like quite a bit more about nutrition like than just the general population because of like some of the classes we've had to take but i really don't in undergrad it. no i hate it that's why i'm like do not ask me like just don't ask me advice Like, my opinions are just kind of, like, I hate that people think that carbs are the devil, because they're not. Obviously, like, processed sugar is bad. Don't get me wrong. I love my Coke. I know it's bad for me, but that's kind of just one of my vices. Protein, great. Fat. There's good fats. There's bad fats. That's kind of, like, the extent of, like... kind of a waste of money for most people. Not that... Like, I'm not really, like... We just had a pharmacist come into our program, um, and he was talking about stuff. Mostly pharmacology, but then at the end, he was talking about supplements, and his little how he goes about it was pretty much like how I would go about it is like most people don't need supplements but if they're taking them and not it's not harmful for them then it's whatever your money, it's your prerogative go for it but yeah nutrition is like if you're looking for nutrition advice I would heavily like seek out a qualified person to give you nutrition advice otherwise like do your best to like look up stuff on your own because especially because like nutrition is so individualized to each person like blanket statements of advice are not going to work for everyone yeah so otherwise just like going away from like the health and fitness and nutrition side of advice as far as qualifications i do think uh what you need to look for for my god you know i would never take advice from ever who Those people that are business people, but they only make a business on selling people business stuff. Hold on. I have an article pulled up. Do not trust those people. Uh, Let me see if this is. Stay very, very far away from them. I have an article that's like, it's from fullfocus.co. The article is called The Kind of People You Should Never Take Advice From by Michael Hyatt. And it's like, uh, look for people or like, don't take advice from people where there's like a disconnect between... What they're giving you advice on and like what they have to show for it. So, his example was like a financial advisor who's broke, a social media consultant who only has a few thousand followers. You see those all the time. And I'm like, how are you? Okay. Um, a doctor who is overweight or out of shape. This one is a little like it's they funny because like there are doctors don't who are practice like, what they preach, yeah. but like the knowledge that they have is probably still. And also, like doctors specialize in a lot of different things. A lot of them, like, yeah, like doctors as the general are supposed to like preach health and wellness and whatever but at the end of the day if they're just someone with a job that knows a lot about this specific section of medicine so let's not act like medicine sets up the best work life balance yeah to take the best care of themselves exactly so that one is like a little eh. but i kind of like wanted to like i don't have much to say about like the social media person like consultant who's like has advice or like i see people on tiktok where it's like here's my advice for how you can grow social media following. And then I go to their profile and they only have like, you know, 2000 followers. And I'm like, no offense, but like, you don't have a social media following. Like, how are you going to ask people to pay for you to give them advice when you aren't reaping the benefits of your so-called advice? Yeah. It drives me insane. Or like we had a whole podcast episode episode about gurus. Those drive me insane.
1: Because I can't tell
0: you how they're actually successful because they're only successful because people are for some reason buying their advice. So then they're saying, look, I am successful. And they're trying to sell that now. I don't even know how they get started doing that. I don't either. Like in a way, it's kind of genius, but. It's so slimy though. (sighs) And they're always like the most annoying people too. Like they can't even like be kind of like enjoyable to like listen to her. I don't know what else should I have on this article? Um, They have their own uh, five steps to follow to get high quality advice or high quality actionable advice. So one, identify someone who's getting the results that you want to get. Two, study what they're doing and see if you can decipher the system. Three, do exactly what they're doing without trying to tweak it or improve it. Four, try to meet with them to learn more. Five, get in a peer group of people who are all committed to getting similar results. So this one is more like to, if you're wanting advice, focus on like what you want the end goal to be. Like what do you hope to get out of this advice and look for someone who has accomplished that. So that at least like they have some credit to themselves. We've talked about that a lot so far this episode where like someone should be at least somewhat credible to get advice from based off of what you are going to them for. We get like, I think of just like us personally, like. People will like come reach out to us on social media about like asking, um, like YouTube advice, pre PT school advice. You, YouTube advice is hard because
1: a I lot think of it's something
0: luck. You kind of just fall into for better or worse. Yeah. Like, I can give you like the basics of like, oh, like keep posting, um, be consistent, try to come up with like unique and creative ideas. But like, I cannot guarantee, you know, that what we did is going to work for everyone. You know, I, I don't even know we did. Whatever Mr. Beast, like, because Maggie sent us a tweet, Mr. Beast had tweeted, maybe a month or two ago, about him, like, starting to consult with, like, a growing a... I'm guessing it was a gaming channel. That's what people thought it was. Um, But I didn't... He didn't say the actual channel, but he was like, I've been been consulting this smaller YouTuber now. By small, I think they were still, like, somewhat large. And then it showed, like, the analytics they had from, like, a month's difference. And it was insane. It was. the growth was insane. So, maybe Mr. Beast, like, although Mr. Beast is Mr. Beast, like, he he knows exactly how YouTube works and he does things bigger than anyone else could possibly do him. Yeah. Megan and I, and Maggie even just like being like with TC2, I could not tell you how we gained 2 million subscribers on the channel. I genuinely I think it was right content, not. right time. I think so too, because we hopped in the gymnastics camp early, hardly anyone else was doing it. And it really, like, that was a perfect platform for like people want to see gymnastics on YouTube and like no other sports, I swear. And we just happened to be at the forefront of that. And like, that can't be replicated because, like, you know, TC2 content, like, we have been posted in a while, but, like, gymnastics content started dying. So, like, those channels... I mean, I swear the Rope Kid Twins are still doing fine. I don't know what they're doing, They've switched but, up and do, like, some other things, too, every once in a while, but, but... like, kind of just, like, as a whole, the concept of gymnastics content has, like, died off from where it was a couple years ago. hmm And, like, we were fortunate enough, now, like, our Megan and Sarah channel, which is what we're mainly posting, was originally, like, an extras channel... So we had a following from TC2, follow us over there. And so like now we're doing stuff over here and it's good. But yeah, YouTube advice is hard. I can give you like camera equipment advice. I still kind of like low key. So I get video editing. I don't suck. That's me being like a little too I feel like time is a limiting factor for us now. Time and just like, yeah, I'm not like the most creative when it comes to video editing. But I think that's because of time. Like we could get yeah. better if we had more time to care about exactly the right angles we want to get and planning well, that's out. Not necessarily editing that's more like also just like shooting and stuff which i agree with you i think we could also like get better at that too but i feel like giving like i feel qualified when people like ask me advice for like as a pre-pt student like xyz here like here's what classes i'm thinking about taking so i feel like qualified to do that because i was in their shoes once and i here i am in pt school so i have like you know quote unquote like the proof in the pudding to back it up of like oh i got into pt school so i can help you out Is there anything, like, you feel people ask you advice on that you're like, I just, I don't ever feel comfortable, like, you know, giving advice on that? Um, not really. I feel like I try to do my best. Like, and people don't come to me with stuff that, like, if people come to me with they want advice on something, it's usually they at least have some reason to think that I have something to offer for them. So, whether that's as a friend or... Obviously, you know, being in PT school now, family members wanting to ask for oh advice my on ailments and stuff. And I do my best. I don't feel uncomfortable giving advice. I just share what I can. And the but I'm like, I have but you now, could go to like an actual PT and like. Which I'm not yet. yet. Which is so, so weird. Because I'm just like, in like a year I'll be a PT and I'm like, well, I but feel You're still ready. growing <laughs> into, you need more clinical experience. I know. it just as stressful. Yeah. Otherwise... I don't know. No one really comes to me for advice that, like, is too far out of my reach. So, what about you? Mm, I was mostly just going to say, like, sometimes people talk or come to us for, like, fitness advice, which, like, in general, I obviously feel comfortable with. But some people are like, oh, could you talk about, like, weight loss and stuff? And, like, obviously, like, in, like, the scientific, like, general sense, I know, like, how to, like, you know, talk about, like, how people, like, lose weight and stuff. But, like, some people are like, could you, like, uh, how do you work out to, like, lose weight? And, like, being that I've never had to, like, work out to, like, have a goal of, like, losing weight. Because I was just kind of, like, maintained wherever I've been. I'm like, I haven't worked out to lose weight, so I can't tell you what to do to work out to lose weight. Unless I just, like, give a blanket generic, like, here's technically how you should work out to lose weight. Like, that's kind of, like, the first thing that comes to my mind. Because people are like, oh, you guys, like, are into fitness and, like, you're in PT school. All that. So... And clearly, if I should be uncomfortable giving relationship advice, I'm obviously not based on... No, the I was going to say episode. that. I was like, nope, I wasn't going to bring that up because I would say I'm... I I'm plenty perfectly comfortable. I give you advice. I would definitely give you advice to the best of my ability. Um, Okay. then Next two things I had. So, we can... I'll tell you options and then otherwise we can do anything else you have. I just had some of, like, the best advice that I was able to think of that I had gotten which isn't anything like too deep. So don't expect anything (laughs) crazy from that. And then also just you guys sent in what your, what the best piece of advice you guys have gotten. So I kind of just wrote some of those down for us to discuss at the end. All right. I wrote down one piece of advice that I've heard that I could recall. This isn't like anyone that I can specifically remember saying. This is just like a thing that I've heard. You guys have probably heard it, but it's resonated with me. Um, so, the one that I have written down is, if it won't matter in five years, do not spend more than five minutes worrying about it? Obviously, like, the time is just kind of relative, but I feel like this one, I see myself practicing a lot, because, in general, I like to think, like, I don't hold a grudge, or, like, I don't worry about things that just, like, won't matter. Like, yeah, something can suck in the moment, but I'm, like, if it's not gonna matter, like, or, like, it already happened, and, like, I can't change it, I think I do a pretty good job of, like, not worrying about it for too long or just like moving on from it relatively relatively quickly and i think honestly that is like a primary driver of like being just like a generally like happy person it's like not like holding on to those negative feelings and not harboring them um i have three different things written down the first one i was the first thing in my head when i was trying to think of "Hmm, what's the best advice i've ever gotten um the first thing that popped in my head was stay sexy and don't get murdered uh so if you listen to My Favorite Murder podcast, which I honestly haven't listened to in a while. Uh, I don't know why that was the first thing that popped in my head, but it was kind of just like their whole um, piece of advice on that is just kind of like trust your gut, which was the second thing I had written down. And like if people are acting weird or being creepy, like just from like a survival standpoint, you know, don't go like be too nice because you think that's like you don't want to be rude to someone. So that's good advice. And then the other one that I had was just do the best you can with what you have. And I feel like one of our professors said this recently and I was just like, you know what? You're right. All I can do is try my best. This semester's busy. This whole semester and program has been busy and you've obviously got more stuff on the horizon. Like you can only dedicate so much time to different things. So try your best, move on. Yeah. I like that one because I think it's a reminder of like, you know, you have like A B and C things that you need to do. And like in your head you're like, I should be able to do like A really well, B really well, C really well. Like so you I'm know in your head out. you can execute those things individually very well. But then you have to like take a step back and say, Yeah, but I have to do A, B, and C at the same time. And I have other things going on in my life. Yeah. And they're like, Well maybe I actually can't do all those like the best of my individual abilities but so I, I do can do the those best, to the best, best of I can. Of... Or yeah what I have. What I said. Yeah. <laughs> So, I think that's a good reminder, because I think I definitely, like, fall, like, in the trap of, like, uh, I'm not doing, like, as good as, like, huh? like, as good as I can, but maybe I'm like, well, maybe you had to do, like, this thing for a YouTube video, so, like, that took some time away, maybe you had to, like, do a podcast, so, like, that took an hour of your time away, and you had to, like, go get groceries, you could eat food, like, you know, so, there's things that just, we always say, there's not enough hours in a day, and that just seems to be ringing true a lot recently, but I think that, honestly, like, it gives me thoughts because like i'll look back on my day and be like girl you did a lot of stuff like you filled up your day you can't feel bad about like the things that you didn't get done
1: because mm-hmm.
0: when were you supposed to do them um okay the only thing i have left was talking about other things that people had submitted all right let's hear them okay so someone said take care of the little things and big things will take care of themselves oh i like that that's cute do you think like, that just kind of means like letting things fall into place? like, Or how do you interpret that? Um, I feel like you only have control over the little things. And so each little thing is something that you can manage. And the big things are kind of out of your control. But if you are doing what you need to with the little things leading up to a bigger thing, then that bigger thing is more in reach. Okay. Um, the next two kind of go hand in hand prioritize self-care and then you can't give from an empty cup so I always think that's good advice um if you're ever feeling burnt out or just like you need more time to be kind to yourself or like if you're just if you've been like working extremely hard and you're like you need to do something as like an outlet for yourself and not just like continuing to like stay on I think that's absolutely like a priority and it's good advice to not shove that to the side and say like, no, it's not important. Like I can do that later, but I have to do this now. Mm -hmm. I think also a lot of times following that advice can like make you perform better in whatever you're doing or feeling burnt out from. Cause like taking a break can be like very monumental in like your mindset. Like if you're doing a task, let's say you have a task you have to do like for four hours or something. You're like, okay, halfway through, I'm going to like take a break and go work out. And then you're going to come back and do for two hours you still did the task for four hours, but like your mindset throughout the task, taking that break is going to be a lot different than had you not taken the break. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you would like leave at the end of the entire four hours of work feeling like, oh, like that was pretty good. Like, I feel good with what I accomplished versus if you didn't take a break, you'd probably be like, I feel burnt out. I don't know if that last hour was my best work. I'll probably have to go back and like redo that. And just like, I feel like you wouldn't feel as fulfilled doing that. This next one I kind of had mixed feelings about, so this one said, it downplay your expectations so that if you don't reach them, you aren't dissatisfied. I think it's like a safe piece of advice. It kind of reminds me of, you remember when we were in Apex and they always said no, like, I know. That's under- promise over deliver? But I kind of felt like that was in like a different context because that was not your expectations, that was someone else's expectations. And I feel like, but I feel like it's also, like, it could be a healthy coping mechanism for, it like, people who be. always, like, constantly set, like, these high expectations. And, like, if you're constantly disappointed with yourself, even if you have a good ac- like, good yeah. outcome, like, it could just be, like, depending on that person's scenario. Like, maybe there's someone who just always is, like, reaching for the moon, reaching for the stars. And, like, then they do a good job, but they're, like, not doing as good as they, like, wanted to do. And so they're, like, don't do that. Like, keep expectations low. So then you'll probably be satisfied or you'll be, like, beyond satisfied. Yeah. So I think that one's person-dependent. Um, next one was don't expect people to react to the same thing you react or do the same thing you would do in the same situation. That reminds me of a lot of what I just read in Crucial Conversations, like the whole tell a story part and like how that plays into like your emotions and all that stuff. How Mm -hmm. far are you in that book? (laughs) Uh, a hundred pages. Okay. Or something. I was like, did you pass me? No. Did you forget that? That really rang true for me. No, I think there's they've talked about a lot in that book. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I can give like a brief rundown for people who are listening and if you haven't read Crucial Conversations, but it's basically like talking about how something happens, like something objective happens, and then in between like that thing happening and okay. then you feeling yeah. a certain way, you tell yourself a story in your mind that gives context to the objective thing that happened that will then inform how you feel. But you don't like your story is just the thing you made up. You don't know if it's true. You don't know. Or like you could make a different story. And make yourself react a different way. Yeah. But you don't even know you're making a story in between. Because you just, like, see something and you feel whatever you're feeling. Mm-hmm. But then you have to backtrack to And say, like, what oh, like, what unconscious, like, things did I put in about, like, maybe I already have history of, like, not liking this person. So I just, like, assumed the worst. And now I'm, like, annoyed because I think that they interrupted me on purpose or something. That's the general idea. But that piece of advice just reminded me of that because I feel like it's a similar thing. Um, the next one, make today a good day because a good life is just a series of good days. I love Aww, that. I love that. was like so cute. I thought that was a good one. I'm going to try and remember that one. I'll say it again just in case it, <laughs> anyone else likes it. Make today a good day because a good life is just a series of good days. That is so cute. Um, don't take criticism from someone who you wouldn't take advice from. Mm. I've heard that one before. I have too. Um, we have three more. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Oh, I've s- I've heard that one. So it's mostly just implying that like you've always got more to learn from someone yeah. else. Or if you don't feel like you're being challenged, like look for somewhere that you can be challenged. Or it could be like a humbling thing of like maybe you're not the smartest person in the room. Like look for someone else who has other things to offer. Yeah. If you look for the negative, you'll always find it. Kind That's of a true. opposite approach to. Hopefully still be, like, more positive at the end of that advice, but also... think okay, it's, like, in the, you know, same token, like, if you look for the good, you'll find the good. So, like, if you feel like you're always someone who's, like, thinking negatively, maybe you're, like, preemptively but unknowingly, like, looking for the negative things. So try to mindfully stop doing that. And the last one that I wrote down was everything is temporary, which you kind of said the same thing with your... If it's not going to matter in five years, then I'm not going to spend five minutes worrying about it more than five minutes you guys have some good advice that you've heard i liked all of that it was better than my stay sexy and don't get murdered (laughs) well that's not yours you just stole that from someone we all stole these from someone we've all heard these Mm -hmm. but yeah that's going to do it for this week's episode i hope you guys enjoyed listening to us um talk about the concept of advice i hope this didn't come off as uh hypocritical because we give a lot of advice on this podcast but it's to people who don't know they're asking for it or if it's reddit then they're not listening to it anyways so it doesn't matter um but yeah do you have anything else to add nope follow us on according to so you can be the first one to see whenever we get new branding stuff we are very excited about it and we will talk to you guys next thursday bye Bye.